many of you have ever been worried about something? Let me see your hands. You've been worried about something? I, you know, I have to I'll be honest. There's times that I have, and, and I, oh, what am I doing here? And what we do, we kind of revert back to the old person, the old life, the old man. And, you know, we have to realize that God is in control. And that, you know, you might say, well, but there's some, there, there's some bumps, out, speed bumps out there that we're going to hit. You know, yeah, that's, you know, and you may. But let me tell you something. God is going to be there to help you to get over them. Somebody say amen. amen. Whatever that situation is. And, and sometimes, you know, the thing of it is, uh, that's the reason Jesus said, sufficient is the day is the evil thereof. And that's an old King James wording. And what it really means is this, is that, you know, we need to take it one day at a time. As the old songwriter sung, you know, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, because that's all we can handle. Somebody say amen. amen. And, and uh, you know, so just take it one day at a time and trust the Lord. And I, I, that was for somebody here this morning that maybe you're just uh, overly concerned and worried about something, and God will take care of that for you. Put your trust in God. Somebody say amen. amen. Put your trust in God, and God will take care of that for you. In Job 14.1, it says this, man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. A wife said to her husband, a wife said to her husband, there's trouble with the car. It has water in the carburetor. And the husband said, water in the carburetor? That's ridiculous. The wife said, I'll tell you, the car has water in the carburetor. And the husband said, you don't even know what a carburetor is. I'll go check it out. Where is the car? And the wife said, in the swimming pool. There's water in the carburetor. Man born of a woman is, is of a few days and full of trouble. Somebody say amen. How many of you love Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. You know, I, I know many of you came today expecting God to move in your life, and he's going to do that. God has something for you today, so I want you to just hold on to that. He has something for you. So turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 2. Are you in your notes? You can look. I have that there for you. And we're going to, matter of fact, we're going to put some things on the screen that you can see as well. Last week's message, we talked about four choices or four ways that we can make, that we can have God's hand of blessing in our lives. We talked about the hand of God. We talked about the hand of God when Elijah, you know, was praying, he told his servant to go look, you know, to see if it was going to rain. And seven times he come back and said, no, it's, it, I don't see anything. But then the last time he come back, he said, well, no, but I did see a, a hand about the size, uh, a hand about the uh, uh, size of a man's hand, you know, a hand like that. And, and, and then Elijah said, prepare, you know, for abundance of rain. And then the Bible says the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. So, Four things we talked about. Number one was you must be willing to risk following God. Well, it's going to take a couple minutes to give you a review here real quickly. Second Chronicles 14.2 says, And Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. Now, for many of us, you, you know, the risk, it may be in your marriage, it may be in your job. You know, what if your boss asks you to do something unethical or shady or, or you know, just wrong, you know, are you going to do that? There, there's risk involved, you know, you know uh, so your reputation may be affected. You know, what if someone following Jesus means you're going to lose your friends or your friends would ask you to do something or go someplace or do whatever and you feel like God wouldn't want you to do that. So you, you, you must be willing to risk following God, okay? And then number two, we said we need to be willing to remove what weakens our faith, okay? We need to, you know, what weakens our faith? What, what is it that might be weakening your faith today? 
uh, you know, there's a lot of things. Habak- you know, uh, uh, we, we find in Hebrews, rather, 12.2 says, let us strip off every weight uh, that so easily besets us and let us run this race with patience. And, and sometimes there's distractions in our life. Sometimes there's weights in our life. It might not be sin, but it could be a weight in your life that's keeping you from where God wants you to be in your walk with him, okay? And then, and, and you know, it could be distractions of your past. It could be distractions of things that hurt you or, uh, you know, uh, hang-ups or pain or guilt. There could be all kinds of things. So we need to be willing to remove those things and just take it off. You know, it's like someone running a race. They take off, so they strip off things that, where they can run this race, and that's what you want to do if you're going to follow Jesus. Number three, I must be willing to rethink my priorities, you need, you need to be willing to rethink your priorities. In 2 Chronicles 15, 7, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. Now, God wants you to know him, and God wants you to be committed to him all your life, okay? So this is what you would need to do, okay? And, uh, you know, God says, I don't want your sacrifices, your love. I, I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. God wants to know you. God wants to have a relationship with you. It's like a husband and wife. You know, they, you know if, they're, if they're not coming together and, and knowing one another relationally, you know, it's going to come to that place where they could go their separate ways. You know, they could, you know, be planning their careers or whatever, going separate ways. But when they know one another, and, 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 and that's what God wants us to do, rethink our priorities. And then number four, we need to rely on God's strength and God's resources. Not our strength, not our resources, but we need to rely on God. And we said that there was a huge army that come against King Asa. And this is where we are today, and we're going to finish this up today. A, a great army came to just wipe him out, okay, and, and to destroy him. And, and maybe you have a battle that's going on in your life. Maybe there's something that you are battling with today, and you need to kind of think about that. And let's do what Asa did if that's the case. He called out to God for help, and then he prayed this prayer. Listen to this. Then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. And he said, help us. Everybody say, help us. Help us, Lord, our God, for we rely. There's that word. We rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Not, not in our strength, but, but in your strength. Not, not, not in our might, but in your might, he's saying. Lord, you are our God. Do not let this, these mere mortals prevail against us. That was his prayer. He prayed that prayer. So here's what you need to do. When you find yourself with your back against the wall, you don't know what to do. How many of you know it's a good time to pray? Somebody say amen. amen. You begin to pray. You begin to pray. You begin to pray. And God begins to move things out of your lives. Because King Asa trusted God, believed God, God gave him victory. Somebody say amen. And God wants to give you victory. I, you know, there, there's a lot of you today, there might be something going on in your life, and, and, and today you need victory, and God will give you that. His enemies were crushed, and, and they were crushed so bad, they never come back together the way they were at one time. I mean, God has a way of just taking your enemies out of the way if you'll put your trust in Him and look to Him. Now, this is what happens in our lives when we're willing to seek God, and we want God's best in our lives. This is really what happened. So God gave King Asa and Judah three promises that we're going to talk about today. So we'll pick that up today. Three promises, and he'll give you the same three promises. God will give them to you, the same three promises, if we will seek him the way God wants us to seek him. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about the three promises from seeking God. Somebody say amen. 
I'm going to pray before we do anything else. And also, we're going to pray for the nation of Israel. You know, periodically, you'll hear me say that. And how many of you believe God has his hand up on Israel? Let me see your hand. God is watching over that little state of Israel right now. And there's a lot of things going on right now. There's countries that would like to wipe Israel off the map. Israel is the apple of God's eye. And folks, we, you know, you take your, and those that bless Israel will be blessed, and those that curse Israel will be cursed. How many of you want to be blessed? Let me see your hands. Okay, so we need to do that. Join hands with that person on the left and right of you. If you're a Christian, agree together with me, and also that God's word will just prevail in this service today and touch hearts and lives, change hearts and lives. Father, we thank you this morning, first of all, for the word of God that we're about to hear. And Lord, we know it's going to change our lives. It's going to give us strength. It's going to help us to see things the way you see things. It's going to help us to be overcomers and get to the other side of whatever it is that we need to get to the other side on in our lives. Lord, let this word sink down in our hearts and that we would not sin against you. Let this word sink down in our hearts, that we may walk right up before you, that we may be like Asa and totally commit our lives to you. And Lord, we do pray for Israel today, the state of Israel. I pray a hedge of protection around them. Lord, we talk about protection and, and, and things in the natural, and Lord, there's a lot of things that we would do. But God, the greatest protection of all is when you protect us. Protect us and especially the state of Israel today. Protect them, we pray, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Now, number one, write this down in your notes. God's, you know, number one, God's presence will be with you. This is the first promise. God's presence will be with you. God's presence will be with you, okay, in your life. Second Chronicles 15, 2 says this. Listen to me, Asa and Judah. The Lord is with you when you are with him. Everybody say, with him. So the Lord says, I'm with you if you're with me. You've got to be with him. So the, you know, and there it is, with him. If you seek him, he will be found of you. If you seek him, he will be found of you. I'm going to say it one more time. If you seek him, everybody say seek him. If you seek him, he will be found of you. God wants to be, you know, there for you. And God wants to, you know, be in your presence and a part of your life. But you're going to have to invite him in, Okay. In my faith and my struggle, so often I have thought that God was playing some kind of a cat and mouse game with me, you know, but it's not really so, but that's how I felt sometimes. And like, Joe, I'm thinking, God, where are you? I, I need you right now. And I believe many of you felt the same way, like, Lord, where are you at? How, you know, and, and, and sometimes we don't feel the Lord, and, and that's the reason, you know, we don't always go on feeling. Somebody say amen. You know, we don't go on feelings, but we go on faith. But, you know, it's good to feel God too, okay? It's good to just sense his presence. It's good to, when you get little things along the way, that God begins to show you, I'm there, you know. I'm there. I haven't moved. I haven't moved, okay? I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and, it, and it, it gives us something that in our lives that just puts a spring in our step. So, but, but, but I want you to know that God is not hiding from us today. Can you say amen to that? He's not. God wants you to know that he wants you and I to know to experience the fullness of his presence. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in, in his name, he says, I'm in the midst of you. So we know that he's here this morning, okay? And the Bible says that, you know, when you seek the Lord, ask and it shall begin. When you go in your prayer closet and you, and you pray to your heavenly Father, when you go to that place and begin to pray, God is there listening to you and God's presence is there with you. So we have all kinds of promises I could give you this morning stating that God's presence is with you, okay? So you can experience his presence if you want to. You can tap into that presence of God. Now, in Genesis 5.24, just jot that down on the side of your notes there. In the Amplified, it says this, And Enoch walked 
in habitual fellowship with God, and he was not, for God took him home to be with him. You know, he walked with God. How many of you know we can walk with God today? We walk with God. God walks with us. We've sung songs about that. He walks with me. He talks with me, you know, along the last way. And God is with us. He was with Enoch. And, and matter of fact, they got so close in the relationship, God says, you know what? I, I just want you up here with me. So he just went, kept walking and walked right on up into heaven. Somebody say amen. I don't know how that happened, but it says he walked and he's with God. God just wanted to take him home to be with him. So Enoch's walk emphasizes an importance in the relationship because humanity and divinity, because God and man, between that which is weak and that which is limited, and that which is powerless and unlimited. And think of the promise of the high and holy privilege that we have today walking in the presence of God. Here's what Leviticus 26.3 says. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, now I want to say it again, if, everybody say if, It's a conditional thing. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, Jesus said the same thing, and do them, I will walk among you and be uh, your God, and you shall be my people. So there is a conditional thing there when we have God's presence with us. It's conditional as if, you know, if, and I want to say it again, if you walk in my statues and keep my commandments, you know, keep my commandments, okay? In other words, if you start breaking the commandments, you're breaking the fellowship, you're breaking the presence of God. Somebody say amen. And you can get away from God, you know, because, you, you know, you're doing that yourself. In John 1, 7, it says this, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from a couple of the sins. All. Say it again. All. I can't hear you. All. Cleanses us from all sins. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. In other words, he's walking with us. He's cleansing us. He's uh, giving us those things that we need. So that's a promise that he gives to us. You know, he promises his presence in our lives, but we've got to seek him. Everybody say, we've got to seek him. It is conditional. We've got to seek him, but we can have it. Number two, write this down. God's protection will be over you. Not only his presence, but his protection. Now, we talked about protection in the prayer of Israel. We, you know, but we need protection in, in our lives. Psalms 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, there's protection as, you know, in a, but, but it's a conditional thing with God, you know, in his presence and also his protect, protection. If you seek God, and his protection will be over you. God will protect you. Because King Asa and the nation sought after God, God gave them 35 years. Everybody say 35 years. A peace. There was peace and prosperity and blessing. And he protected him. Now, that doesn't mean that you and I are not going to go through hard times. You know, we, we, we probably will. But in the midst of hard times, God can still give us peace. In the, in the midst of that, God can still be with us, giving us that peace. You know, you'll still be going through those hard times. God wants to protect you. Even when you're going through something, God's protection is there, and he's just watching over you. And sometimes I'm looking, I'm thinking, God, are, 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 are you watching over me? And he gives me that assurance that he is, because sometimes I'm looking around, I'm thinking, wow, you know, there's a lot of things that just seem like I'm not protected, but... You know, we have that promise. 
We're going to go through things. We're going to go through valleys. Somebody say amen. We're not always going to be on the mountain and everything's hunky-dory and everything's just all right all the time. We're not going to be, it's not going to be like that. But even in the valley experiences and the hard times and times that it seemed like, oh, God, where are you? Let me tell you something. God is right there with you. You know, uh, he, he's with you and he will protect you. And here's a scripture, you, you know, here's a scripture, Psalms 91. I will rescue those who love me. I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. When they call on me, help me out, I will answer. Say it again. When they call on me, I will answer. God says, I'll answer. I'll answer. You know, it, when we call on him, he's going to answer. But we have to call on him. Well, you know, you know God knows my needs. You, you know, if he wants to take care of it, he probably will. No, he won't. He will if you ask him to. He will if you call upon him. He will when you seek him. In other words, it doesn't just come osmosis to you, God's blessings. You've got to ask for it. You've got to, you've got to ignite this thing. Somebody say amen. You've got to do something on your end, and then God will do something on his end. I will be with them in trouble, here it says, the scripture. I will rescue and honor them. I will rescue and honor them. God wants to rescue you. God wants to honor you today, okay? You may be going through some deep waters, but let me just say that you're not going to drown. You might be going through something that's deep today, but you're not going to drown. God's going to be there with you. You will go through the storms of life. You know, but, you know, we've got to trust the promise that God says we're going to go to the other side. We're going to go to the other side. And, and it, you know, he said we're going over. We're not going under. We're going to the other side. We're going over to the other side. In other words, we're not going under. God's going to be there with you. God's going to protect you. And I'm saying that to some of you this morning that maybe you're going through something, you're wringing your hands, you don't understand. Maybe it's a health issue, maybe it's a financial issue, maybe it's a job situation. Whatever it is, God's going to take care of you if you believe that, say amen. Amen. And when you go into battle, you need to know that God wants you to, he's going to be there with you and God's going to help destroy your enemies. Now, God will partner with you. As you go with him, he will go with you. And there will be times that God will just show his hand. He'll show his power. One of the greatest truths of the Bible is this. If God is with us, help me out, who can be against us? Who can be against us? If God's for you, who's going to be against you? I mean, you know, you can't come against God. So if you're inviting God in, God's going to come in. Now, one of the greatest truths there is if God be for you, who can be against you? And then we go to the third promise that God gives us. And we're going to camp on this one for a while this morning because I, I believe this is what we really need today. God will give us rest. God will give us rest. When you seek after God, God will give you rest. Here's what the scripture says in 2 Chronicles 15, 15. They sought God eagerly, eagerly, and he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. God gave them rest on every side. God gave them rest on every side. Now, trying to, uh, 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 you know, jungle everything uh, uh, through life throws at us, you know, kind of three, like a three-ring circus, you know, or, you know, we're just trying to, you know, juggle this and whatever it may be. You know, th- sometimes life is like a three-ring circus. It just seems like everything's going on, okay? So no matter how hard we try, you'll never be able to handle it on your own. How many of you know we need God's help? We need God to intervene, okay? And this is a good thing. God doesn't want you to try it alone. He wants to be there to help you. So this is what it is. We need God's rest in our lives. Some of the greatest greatest things that we need in life is just rest. Everybody say rest. 
Sometimes we just need to take a step back and we need to rest. We need to rest in our minds. We need to rest in our spirit. We need to rest in our bodies. How many of you know sometimes when you're, uh, you know, when you're tired and, and all of that, how many of you know you can make some dumb choices? In the same way mentally and emotionally. You know, you're tired, you're just drained, and, and so many things are pulling after you. How many of you agree that there's a lot of things that are pulling after us in life? And it just seems like it's pulling this and pulling this out of us and pulling that out of us. And, and, and what we really need is rest. Jesus said, come you apart and rest a while. And one person said, if you don't, you'll come apart, okay? And that's what a lot of people do. They come apart, okay? So we just need God's rest in our lives. So King, like King Asa and Judah, we just are exhausted from the battle. They were exhausted from all of these things. And you know, life just deals us all kinds of blows. Life throws all kinds of things at us. And we have to be sensitive about where God is in all of this. Now, we're broken. We're exhausted. We're emotionally and mentally and spiritually. We just get to that place where we're just exhausted. And we need God's rest in our life. If you believe that, say amen. And we have been fighting so long that we just need rest because our soul gets weary. Our soul gets weary. Now, you know, and I've told you before that man is a spirit, you know, and he has a body. This is you know, the body. This is our suit. If you went to outer space, you had to have a, a different suit on because the elements there, you can't live there. So this, to live on planet Earth, this is the body that we have, okay? Uh, so man is a spirit, you know, he has a body and he also has a soul. And I believe the soul is the seat of the intellect. This is where we are thinking, our personality and all that comes in. And, and folks, you could be tired in any area of that. And how many of you know that we need rest in all of those areas? And we need God's rest in our lives. Okay, so some of us just need to be rest. So let me give you the scripture to look at. I have it there for you. And it's in Matthew, and I quoted a little bit before, chapter 11. And Jesus said this, come to me. Come to me. Everybody say, come to me. me. Jesus said to his disciples, he's saying that to us today as well. He says, come to me. Come to me. Think about it. Come to me, okay? Uh, That's the seeking part, okay? When you come to God, that's the seeking. You you, you know, come to me. That's when you, you you, you know, begin to seek God, you come to him. And that's a, a point of contact of seeking God. That's on your end. Come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Now, that's all the things that are weighing you down. And I don't know what might be weighing you down today, but I guarantee you every one of us has something that's a little bit of a weight on us today. Whether it's spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, whatever it is, we're exhausted many times because of that. And notice, here's the promise. Here's the promise. Here's the promise. And I will give you rest. How many of you know we need the rest? I will give you the rest. And then Jesus said this. He didn't stop there because many times this is what the Lord wants. Not only that, he wants to teach us something. And notice he says, and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle of heart and you will find rest to your souls. Hallelujah. That's a promise that God says, you, you can have that. And just as much as we can learn from someone's successes, we can also learn from someone's failures. And Asa made a big failure here, okay? A a big, big mistake is what Asa made, okay? For 35 years, God had given Israel peace. And and remember, they were, you know, two kingdoms, Israel and Judah, okay? The northern northern kingdom was Israel. The southern was Judah, okay? And and he decided that that he wanted to take siege up on Jerusalem, and how many of you would agree that sometimes when we get into a predicament, uh, 
we try to do things in our own strength. We try to do things in our own mind. We try our own ways. But how many of you know God's ways are higher than our ways? And we need to check out God's way on this. You know, God, what are you saying? But many times we, our plans, you know, sometimes our plans are not good enough, okay? They, we, we fall at our plans. So the way he concocted this plan, the way he, he figured out uh, he was going to do this is this. He was going to go to another town outside of Judah, okay, outside of the king of Asa's territory, and he was going to build a fortress there, okay? This is what he's going to do. Now, this town that he took over uh, was a trade route. Everybody say a trade route. Okay, so it was a very important strategic area, okay? And the main entry to get into Judah, okay? Uh, so, basically, he was setting up a blockade so that one could co- no one could come in and no one could come out, okay? And this is what Asa did. He, he concocted this plan. You know, he, he did this on his own. And, and Asa saw what was going on. So he decided to go to a neighboring pagan king, and he concocted a pretty good plan, okay, to come against this. He went into the neighboring king and made a treaty. Everybody say a treaty. He made a treaty with this pagan king, and he said, here's what I will do for you. Uh, Go fight the king of Israel. Now, again, Israel and Judah were divided at the time, And, and so Asa is saying to a pagan king to go fight against Israel. Let me just say this this morning. I want you to hear me and hear me very carefully this morning. How many of you know our brothers and sisters are not our enemies? Somebody say amen. amen. Now, they may be off on something. They may get off track on something. They may say something unkind. They may do something. But we, the Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. So let me just say this. You know, a person is, is not the enemy. It's the person behind that that's causing that person, that, you know, the enemy behind that's causing that person to do thus and so. If you believe that, say amen. And this is exactly what's happening here. And when you fight the king of Israel, you will dispense his resources. That's what he wanted him to do. And you will divide him, and he will have to retreat from the city. So here's what happened. So the pagan king did what Asa asked, okay? His pagan king did what Asa asked to do, okay? He went out, and he fought the king of Israel, and Asa was right. His plan worked. And Asa's men, notice this, went, went in and took over the town and they, they took over all the towns and they brought back a whole bunch of treasures and riches and wealth and all that. I mean, they just plummeted that city, okay? And then Asa was the hero again, okay? And the people were like, Asa, you did it again, okay? Uh, we, we didn't even lose a battle. You know, we didn't lose one person. We got all this on hand. We got all this uh, bounty here. We got all this treasure here. And we, we got all these riches. And hey, man, you're, you're, you're it. You're, 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 we love you. But often, what looks right in man's eyes isn't right in God's eyes, if you believe that, say amen. Folks, I believe many times we take shortcuts and we do things. It might be something that we can do, and we can do this little thing. Let me tell you something. What we really need to do is seek God and ask God's permission. We need to ask God, what would God have us to do? How many of you have made mistakes? How many of you made plans or did something, whatever it is, and realized you should have sought God on that? Hmm. Maybe hitting home to some of us this morning. Oh, God was not happy with Asa. And here's why, okay? He sent a prophet and told him, okay, look up on the screen. Because you relied on the king of Abram and not on the Lord your God. The army of the king of Abram has escaped out of your hands. You have done a foolish thing. From now on, you will be at war. 
You know, and James in the New Testament, he goes, you know, James says, where, where comes the fightings among you? And, and he's talking about, do they not come from within? How many of you know sometimes we are the greatest problem and we look in the mirror? If we can get it right here, let me tell you something, it's probably going to be right other places. Somebody say amen. That's where we need to get it right. And then look at the other scripture. Trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Oh, did I miss it again? Trust in the Lord. Help me out with all your heart and lean not to your How many of you would agree that many times we have failed in that area? The finite and the infinite, God and man. God said, my ways are so much higher than your ways. And and let me tell you something. God can outthink you. God has more power than you. Let me tell you something. Whatever you think, God's already thought it. Wherever you've been, God's already been there. He's there for you is there. Come on, somebody. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And he wants to be on your side. He wants to help you. Asa's mistake was this, that he left God out. He left God out and said, I've got this. I can handle this. I've got this. I can handle this. That's what he was saying. And he makes a deal with a pagan king, and and he thought, I'll just take care of this. I'll handle this. And many times, this is where a problem begins, and this is where we fail. It's when we want to do it on our own. You know, let me just say this. You you know, here a successful person, listen to me careful. A successful person, a successful leader is a humble person and a humble leader. Five of you said amen. I'm going to say it again. A successful leader is a humble leader. And that's who God uses. Humble yourselves in the mighty hand of God and God will exalt you in the right time. Somebody say amen. So when we're humble, you know what? You know, I, I used to think I had to have all the answers to everything. And I, I, I thought I did. I thought, I, you, know, I, you know, when I come into church, I, 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 I you know, pull my, my, my suit, my, my sport coat open and it, have a big S. Superman here, super pastor. I can do all things. I can leap tall buildings, you know. I, you know, <laughs> I can do this. I can do that. Then I realized I can't do any of that without God. Now, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we're putting God in who strengthens me. David said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. But he was talking about with God's strength, with God's power. See, in our own, we can't do those things. And this is what we try to do. This is where trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. It's God that gives us strength. It's God that gives us power. It's God that gives us the things we need. And we need to be humble enough and let other people know it's not us, it's him. And I'll tell you what, the person that does that is the person that's going to be blessed by God. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. It's a mistake that you and I make all the time in our lives where we don't think about inviting God into our daily experience. We take that step, and then we. Here's what. Here's here. here, Here's a scenario. Let me give you the scenario. Here's what we do. We make our decision. We make our plans. We go ahead and do it, and then we ask God to bless us. Wait a minute. I think we need to back up, Dennis. And I believe we need to pray about whatever we're going to do, and ask God to bless. And you know, there's been many times I've done that, and then you know, I get this 
thought. I get this thinking like, whoa, wow, whoa, you know what? There's a better way. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And God will show you his way. How many of you know God's way would be better than your way? How many of you would believe that if we believe that God created this universe and everything in it, if we believe that God is all-powerful and all-knowing, why don't we seek him and get God's will in our lives? Mm. We think, God, I've got this. I've got my, uh, you know, uh, dating game here. I I know what I'm going to do in this business deal. I I know what I'm going to do in my dreams. I know what I'm going to do in this, that, or the other, whatever it may be. And we totally rule out God. Now, folks, you know, sometimes we don't, you know, if we would think about what we're doing, we may not do that, but we do it anyway. We, We go forth. And Asa made a huge mistake here. He does what he, what we do. We rely on our own cleverness, our own reasoning, and we miss out from the hand of God. If you believe that, say amen. This is exactly what happened. Because God said to him, if you're going to, you know, if you would have trusted me, this is what God said to Asa, if you would have trusted me, I would have given you all those towns. I would have given that pagan king into your hands. I'd have given you, I'd given you all of that. And by the way, I, I'd have given you the, the hand of the enemy, whoever that is around you. I would have given them to you. I would have put your enemies right in your hands. Now, let, let me, uh, Proverbs 3, 5. I want you to look at it on the screen there. But because you didn't trust me and my hand can't be on you because you walked out from under beneath it and you can't have God's blessing. That's what he was saying. And this is a scripture right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge, and he will direct your paths. But the flip side of that is, if you don't, he won't. He's not going to be there with you. He's not going to bless you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That, you know, so, so the word trust means, I want you to look at that. Trust, trust is just the uh, convenient ways. It, you, know, it, you know, not just in the easy ways, not in the convenient ways. And not even in the spiritual ways, but trust him in all the ways means that in our lives, the big and the small, trust him in the roads of life that you have been on before and not been on now. You just trust him. You trust him. Everybody say trust him. Trust him on those roads you've never been on. Trust him the things you've never taken. Trust him in the middle of the wilderness. Trust him when you don't feel God around you. Trust him and just say, I don't feel God. Trust him anyway. You trust God. And then the word acknowledge. Note, look at the word acknowledge up there. The word acknowledge here doesn't mean just a nod, like, uh, hey, man, what's up? Or, 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 you know, tip of the hat. This word acknowledge means deep, intimate, penetrating relationship where you know a person in the deepest and fullest sense. This is the kind of relationship that God wants with us. And folks, I'll tell you, it, it's in, you know, let, me, let me just say this. You know, if, 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 you know, everything was just going right all, all the times in our lives, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God. We wouldn't see that we needed to be dependent upon God. But, you know, God, you know, you know he's there to bless you. His hand is, you know, there to be upon you. But let me tell you something. God wants to hear from you. If you believe that, say amen. He wants to hear from you. He wants you to acknowledge him. How many of you have ever done something for someone and there was no acknowledgement? How many of you know there's a feeling of like, did they even know what I did? Hello? 
You know, you did something real special. You, you know, baked that pie. You did that. You know, you did all this, whatever it may be, and you did something, and not even a thank you. Hello. How many of you know we've been guilty of that? Probably all in some ways. But we need to get back to that place where we start acknowledging God. Now, you know, God done some things this past week, and, and I'm, I, you know, and, and I was thinking, yeah, well, yeah, and I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. God, you had a hand in this. You had a hand. I couldn't do this without you. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. So our life goal needs to be this, okay? Seek God in every area of your life. Write this in your notes. When you don't know what to do and when you do know what to do. Come on, somebody. Okay? You just trust God. You seek God in every area. We need to seek him in the big things. We need to seek him in the little things. We need to seek him in the things we know. We need to seek him in the things we don't know. Come on, somebody. We need to seek him in our daily lives. Why? Because this is where Asa made his mistake. And the Bible, I, I said last week, I gave you that scripture, you know, in the, in the New Testament, in Romans, it, it says that, you know, the Old Testament was given to us that we could learn from the mistakes of the past, that we don't have to repeat them. You know, study history. You don't have to re- repeat the things, that the mistakes of the past. And the same thing, God wants us to know that, that we won't, you know, fall into that trap because yesterday's victories don't determine today's success. Somebody say amen. So we need to daily seek the Lord. And even when you think you know the answer to the problem you're in, you still need God's help. Can you say amen? You know, I might know, you know, I might, I think I know what this is, but we still need God's help. And, and, you know, you still need to trust God because the greatest faith of yesterday will not give us the confidence of today. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, unless we stay connected to God, here's one, I want in closing this morning, let me just say this, because he wants to bless our lives. Let me tell you something, God loves you. You know, uh, you know, God loves you so much, he sent his only begotten son to down the cross for you, gave his only begotten son, you know, because he loves you so much. God wants you to have the best, you know. He, he wants his hand in your lives, but there are conditions. He wants to give you protection. He wants to give you his presence. He wants to give you that rest. But look at Second Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth, They search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I'm going to say it again. The eyes of the Lord. Everybody say the eyes of the Lord. Lord. Now, God, here it is. I just get the picture. God's. He's wanting to bless you. I say he wants to bless you. Now, why would that scripture be in there if it wasn't relevant? The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth. They search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Now, this entire message, okay, today, okay, we've been talking about how God wants to show you his ways instead of our ways and and how we need to seek God. And because of seeking God, God's presence is in our life. God's protection is in our life. God's rest is in our life. And let me tell you something, this is, this is the three things. I'll tell you what, these are the three promises that we need in our lives on a daily basis. And there's so many people going around wringing their hands and they all these things because they don't sense that God's presence is with them. 
They don't sense God's protection is with them. They don't sense God's rest. Everybody say rest. In your mind, in your body, in your soul, every way, God wants to give you that rest. So God is looking. He's seeking for the entire earth for somebody, a people, for a person, for a church that wants to be committed to him, that he can bless them. Now, folks, I want him to bless this church, 4715 Burkhart. Come on, somebody. Open Bible Christian. How many of you want to be blessed? Let me see your hand. I want him to bless each and every person here. I want him to bless your finances. I want him to bless every aspect about your life. I want to rejoice with you. Come on, somebody. When God's blessing, I want to rejoice with you. And God wants to bless you. Now, as we look at this, he sought after Adam and Eve. He went to them. He went to Moses in the burning bush. He came to Joshua. He came to Gideon. He came to David. He came to all the prophets. And Jesus came to you. He came for me. He came for us. He came to you. God wants us to seek him. He's seeking you today. His eyes are seeking you. He's seeking today. He's still seeking because he wants to bless you. You say, Pastor, I don't feel like I'm being blessed. Let me tell you something. He wants to bless you. And if there's something in your life like it was in Asa's life, you need to get that distraction away where the blessings of God can be upon you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. God wants you to seek him. So let's talk about him right now. Do some business with him right now, okay? Now, the problem today, I believe one of the greatest problems that we have today is stress-related. How many of you agree that our nation, our churches across America... How many of you believe in we're dealing with a lot of stress-related problems? Let me see your hands. you believe that? Everybody say stress. stress. Stress can result from anything that annoys you, threatens you, prods you, excites you, scares you, worries you, hurries you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Angers you, frustrates you, challenges you, criticizes you. I mean, any of those things, stress comes on you. How many of you will be honest this morning that stress can come upon you? And you feel stressful. Anything that reduces your self-esteem, it can be caused by anything pleasant or unpleasant. Stress begins to come. So what advice does the Bible give us for these things? Now, again, you, we're talking about rest. This is this last point. We're talking about rest, God giving you rest. And let me tell you something. The, the thing where you won't have rest is you, have, you can't have stress and rest at the same time. You know, you understand. I mean, if you're allowing stress to just overcome you, you're not going to have the rest that God wants you to have. So what do we do? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. What do we do? I'm going to show you. First Peter 5, 6, and 7. Oh, here's this word again. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everybody say humble. humble. Did I put that one up there? I don't know that I have that one. I might not put it up there. Everybody say humble. Humble, humble yourselves. And let me just say this. Here's, the, here's, here's going to be a blessing coming your way. Humble yourselves. And I'm going to say this to you today. I'm going to look at everybody here. If you don't, he will. If you don't, he will. Because there's only one God. And you're not it. <laughs> and I'm not either. Am I preaching good? Can I sit down and take some notes myself this morning? <laughs> Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. There, there's a hand of God again. 
the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Does God want to exalt you? The answer is yes. So, okay, give me the answer, Pastor. I'm getting to it. In closing, the last closing thought. Here it is. You ready? How many is ready for it? You ready to write it down? Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. It's an exchange. I've got worries. I've got fret. I've got all these things. God says, I know. I can see you do. How many of you know God knows what you have? And he's just waiting. He says, why don't you give it to me? Why don't you give it to me? It's that exchange in Isaiah 61, beauty for ashes. Give him your stress. Give him all those things, your worries. Give him your problems. Give him all those things that, that, you know, casting some of your cares. I can't hear you. One more time. Casting all of your cares. Oh, but pastor, this is a little care over here. I like this little care. That little care is going to bring you down. Casting all your cares on who? Why? Because he cares for you. So you can't handle it. You can't handle the stress, but God can. You can't handle the problem, but God can. You can't handle things in your marriage. You can't handle things... Uh, you know, in your business. You can't handle th- all these things that kind of bring us that. You can't handle that, but God can. Amen. God says, let me take care of that for you. So you just cast it onto him. Now, you know, I- I've said it before. Joe, you got a set of keys? Uh, yes, sir. Let me have your keys, man. You trust me? Oh, yes, sir. You really do? Uh, <laughs> what kind of vehicle you have anyway? Guys, I just got me a Dodge. <laughs> got me a Dodge. Does it have one of those little, oh, yeah, I can tell which one it is out there, too. If I don't know which Dodge it is, I can tell which one it is. You know, he gave me his keys. You know, if these are cares, if these are the cares that you had this morning, and I want you to think about what is it that's causing you stress and problems in your life, that you're not having the rest that God wants you to have? What is it? If you could just put it in a nutshell, whatever it is. Just like Joe gave me those keys. You know, if these are the cares, and if you're the Lord, and if I cast them on you, I don't have them anymore. I said, I don't have them anymore. I said, I don't have them anymore. Hallelujah. You say, well, what, what if it comes back? Well, cast it again if you have to. But let God have it. You can't handle it, but he can if you got anything out there, give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Amen. Amen. Casting all your cares upon him because we need the rest. We need God's presence. We need God's protection. And we need God's rest. How many of you say amen to that? Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. Father, I thank you today for your presence. Oh, in your presence is the fullness of joy. And, Lord, I believe many times the reason we don't have joy in our lives is because we don't have your presence in our lives. We're letting all the things of the world 
all the trash the world has to offer getting in our minds and our hearts and help us, Lord. If we have to sit down at a CD and begin to worship you and play music or whatever and, and get at an altar somewhere, Lord, and begin to pray and God just get all that stuff out of our lives and allow your joy and realize that your presence is where it's at. It's a fullness of joy. And that your protection is there. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen with our bills. We're going to have to worry about what's going to happen with this, that, or the other, our job or our situation. Because, God, you're going to protect us. And, and Lord, the rest that you need. Jesus, you said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 